Hi, dear podcast listeners. This is Kathy with God in the Grief, episode number 21. And the subject is Wait with an Expected End. Waiting is hard. And often in a time of grief, we find ourselves in a, a waiting period. That time that we are waiting for healing, waiting for a new normal, waiting to grasp answers. If God is in our grief, we will have a wonderful expectation in who he is. In today's episode, I have quite a few scriptures that were really helpful to me. So I want to pass them on to you. Psalms 25 and 5 says, Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. So while we are waiting, waiting to heal from our trauma, waiting for answers, whatever we're waiting for, while we are waiting, we can be led and we can be taught. And I have found this to be so true. I have learned so many things while waiting. Waiting doesn't have to be this I have nothing to do, discouraging time period. It can be a time of learning. And a lot of times, God uses those waiting periods to teach us things. Psalms 27 and 14 reminds us to wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. So look and hope with an expected end. Waiting In the primary root, the definition is to bind together, to collect, or patiently tarry. So waiting does not need to be doing nothing. In fact, when we wait on God, keeping busy is our show of faith in him. Psalms 37 and 7 says, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Resting is a good way to wait. Resting means to just be quiet in our soul. When we're resting in God and we're waiting on him, we're just quiet about it. We're calm about it. We're assured about that because we have an expected hope that he's going to do the best for us. Psalms 37 and 34 says, Wait on the Lord and keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. An inheritance comes to those who wait, who don't give up on their brink of miracle. We don't ever want to think about giving up. Psalms 52 and 9 says, I will praise thee for thou hast done it, and I will wait on thy name, for it is good before thy saints. Guess what, people? Sometimes waiting is good. Waiting will be good for you especially if we remember who God is and that he's working for us. These are some good things that waiting can do for you. Number one, it can reveal our true motives. It lets us know, are we really committed to God's will? Number two, it makes us patient. God always looks at souls. We sometimes just look at circumstances. Sometimes we can be so busy thinking about the circumstances and how much it bugs us that we forget about the soul. We don't want to be like Sarah, who ended up trying to manipulate time. Three, waiting builds anticipation. And people tend to treasure the things that they wait for. Four, it transforms our character. 
God took Moses, a brash young, impatient man, and caused him to wait in the desert until he was ready to become a great leader for the Israelites. 5. Waiting builds dependency on God. Our success with gaining our expected in is proportionate to our intimacy and dependency upon God. We may not understand why we wait, but God never asks us to wait without Him. Psalm 62 and 5 says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. It should be easier to wait if our expectation is in God. We're waiting for something from Him, and there's nothing that God can't do, and God is always at work. So just tell your soul, just wait patiently on God. Psalms 130 and 6 says, My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. Okay, everyone expects the sun to come up. So much more should you expect the God that created the sun to work on your behalf. We can expect. When it comes to God, he's not going to fail. No more than the sun is going to stop shining. Just think about it. We expect the natural laws of nature to just work. If I throw an apple up in the air, I'm expecting the gravity, the laws of gravity, to bring it back down. Why not expect God to do his job too? Isaiah 25 and 9 says, And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him, and we will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. It shall be said. That means that we can expect to testify of the good things that God has done for us. We do not need to be discouraged or give up our hold on our testimony of faith. Isaiah 40 and 31 is that beautiful verse that says, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Waiting can be a time of renewal with God. It can be a time to get reacquainted with how awesome He is in our busy, chaotic lives. We don't want to be in such a hurry that we miss living life fully. Hurry empties the soul. Do you ever find yourself in a rush and you just feel completely depleted because of it? In Christ, time is not running out. In Christ, we fill up gaining time. Waiting in Christ is always a good thing. And there's an account in the Bible of St. John chapter 5, verse 2 that I want us to take a look at. I'm going to read down through this account for a little ways. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue Bethsaida, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, of blind, halt, withered, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. Whosoever then first, after the troubling of the water, stepped in, was made whole of whatever disease he had. And a certain man was there, which had an infirmity thirty and eight years. When Jesus saw him lie, and knew that he had been now a long time in that case, he saith unto him, Wilt thou be made whole? The impotent man answered him, Sir, I have no man when the water is troubled to put me into the pool, but while I'm coming, another steppeth down before me. Jesus saith unto him, Rise, 
take up thy bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made whole. I wanted to read that account and draw the attention to the fact that Jesus knew this man had waited long, and he desired to help him. Those men that were waiting around the pool, they were waiting for an expected end. They came in their sick, miserable states because they hoped for an expected end that maybe next time it could be them that got into the pool. They waited for this angel, and no one knew when the angel was coming, but they had hopes that it would come. If those men could wait not knowing, then we can wait not knowing what answers that we might have from God, but that God knows what's best for us. Proverbs 8, 34 says, Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates and waiting at the post of my doors. Do you know that you are blessed for waiting on God? He's got something good for us. Do we believe it? There are all kinds of things in life, all kinds of expectations that we can have in life that can disappoint us. But our expectations in God will never fail us. I have a little story to relate that happened to me. One time I was on my way to work and it was a really hot day and we have this little convenience store that I passed by and it had a big sign out front that said 25 cent big gulp. And it was hot and I'm thinking, oh, that sounds so good. I'm going to stop and get one of these on my way to work. And so I ran into the little convenience store, paid my 25 cents and was just getting ready to get my iced Pepsi and just thinking about how wonderful it was going to taste. And so I went over there and started filling up my cup and there it was just carbonated water. There was no syrup, no flavor, no nothing. It was just the carbonated water. So I went over to the owner and I said, um, your machine is, is just giving me carbonated water. There's, there's no syrup or anything else in it. And he's like, well, what did you expect for just 25 cents? You were actually expecting flavor? And of course, he was teasing me, and he went over and fixed the machine. But I was thinking, you know, we all have expectations. And pop machines can fail us, but God is never going to fail us. And we have expectations for all kinds of things in life. But let's put our hope and our expectations in the God who cannot fail us. If we could take the everyday things of life that we know we just have to wait for. I mean, when I plant my garden, I know I have to wait for those plants to grow up and produce fruits or vegetables before I can eat them. And we have all kinds of circumstances. We know that we have to wait for summer to come. We have to wait for trees to grow. We have to wait for holidays. We have to wait for all kinds of stuff. And we just take that as part of life. And so if we can take everyday life and know we have to wait, then we can learn to wait for those spiritual things in our life too and wait with an expected end to what God has promised to do for us. 1 John 5 and 20 says, And we know that the Son of God is come and hath given us an understanding that we may know him that is true, and we are in him that is true, even in his Son, Jesus Christ, this is the true God and eternal life. If we have God in our grief, then we can know and have great expectations. 
We can sometimes get sidetracked with false expectations in life that's going to discourage us. But if if we keep our expectations and those things that we know are true and those things that are in Christ, how can we ever be disappointed? Remember, God doesn't make mistakes. There are no unanswered prayers. Sometimes he's just wanting to teach us some things while we wait. Learn to be thankful when God says no to what we want and yes to what we need. And watch with expectancy while you wait and be prepared for some really amazing unexpected answers because that's what God wants to do for you. Now, as is usual, I read right out of my grief journal. And I have some thoughts today that was written by a lady named L.R. Nost, K-N-O-S-D. And I wrote down this little saying from her. And then I wrote my own version after that. So I'm going to read hers first. But these were just some things that I wrote because I was thinking these are some good thoughts to have while you're waiting, while you're healing, keep busy, keep your mind on good things. And she had kind of the same idea. So here's what she wrote. Read thought-provoking books. Give long hugs. Grow your own vegetable garden. Help a neighbor grow theirs. Grind your own coffee. Take a walk in the sunshine. Talk to strangers. Ask questions. Look deeply into people's eyes. Listen. Listen some more. Go somewhere alone. Listen to your own soul. Make something beautiful. Make something messy. Write a letter. Make your life beautiful. Plant flowers. Write a poem. Go to the park. Play with your children. Ask them questions. And listen. Listen some more. Chase dreams. Smile. Cry. Laugh. Hope. Try. Fail. Try again. Peace and happiness come from you, not to you. Don't seek them. Create them. And then help others to do the same. You get one life. Live it well. I really liked that. Help me to just focus on a good perspective while I'm just waiting for my little heart to heal. And then I wrote my own version. So here's my own version. Appreciate the small things. Reread the best books. Find the morals in a story. Laugh often. Love always. Know that the person beside you might be in pain and be kind. Call your parents. Send that card. Create a beautiful home. Love all living things, plants, animals, and people. Breathe deeply. Smell flowers, pet animals. Listen to the birds. Search the skies. Praise God. Be thankful. Review memories. Keep heritages alive. Enjoy food and eat purposefully. Remember, you are what you eat for body, mind, and soul. Encourage a child. Hug the elderly. Stand tall. Pray on bended knee. Keep a song in your heart. And trust God. So that is it for episode 21, Wait with an Expected In. Make your own list today of things to do while you wait with an expected in for God to heal your heart.